getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Nice to have you with us with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. So is the Benchmark Hotline 806-771-0973. I thought this was, um, I thought this was pretty funny. Apparently, uh, Ed Orgeron, for whatever reason, was speaking at the Little Rock Touchdown Club on Tuesday. I wish we had a Red Raider Touchdown Club on the Tuesday. Okay. You know, kind of a a weekly a weekly lunch. You know, I wonder if maybe that might be something that would be up for discussion. You know, seems like some Coach McGuire would like to. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. That's exactly right. That, mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Where you know you'd. Like uh, back in the day when, uh, you know, Coach Dykes was here, he would, you know, show a little film and you'd have some, you know, fried chicken, you know, a little bit of camaraderie and, you know, you know, it was all for all for a good cause. I'm also okay with him just breaking down film without the without the (laughs) meal. No, just breaking down film and working on winning the next game. Oh, not, not, I, I see not lunching with the boys. Not lunching with the boys. I, just I, to I, entertain the no, the boys the in masses. town. No, you, there's there is something to be said for that. Maybe yeah. with the I'm I'm sure those guys have a lot of a lot of engagements they have to do. I mean, sure uh, they have that coaches show on Thursday night, which might be kind of this similar thing. To no, it is. It is. I mean, it would be you know, compares to what they had in the old days. Yeah, with, maybe so. But I mean, you know, but the. It's hard to show. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're probably right. anyway. Just the something about touchdown club sounds sounds kind of cool on a Tuesday. You know, gives you something to do on a Tuesday. Anyway, so Ed Orgeron, uh, the former LSU uh, coach, was speaking at the uh, at this particular touchdown club, and uh, he was talking about his departure from LSU and the meeting that he had with the athletics director Scott Woodward to finalize the terms of his departure. He said, we had a meeting, and this was in uh, October of uh, 2021, and uh, Woodward said, Coach, things aren't going well. And he said, I said, no blank. Ray Charles could see that (laughs) in probably his Ed Orgeron voice, and I'm not going to attempt that for you. He told me, you've got $17.1 million left on your contract, and we're going to give it to you. I said to him, what time do you want me to leave, and what door do you want me out of? <laughs> uh, apparently, he gets uh, his $16.9 million in 18 installments through 2025. Nice. That's really nice, nice. right? <laughs> It'd be hard to be motivated to go recruiting after something like that right i mean people go why isn't ed orgeron coaching well he's going to get 16.9 million dollars in 18 installments between now and 2025 so even if you just cut that in half that's eight and a half million dollars you know for taxes and whatnot i think he can do i think he can probably find a way to live on that I bet he could. And I not, think he'll be all right. And not have to, and not have to, you know, recruit or be obligated to go to touchdown clubs. You know, if he wants to go to a touchdown club, he can. If he wants to tell mm-hmm. funny stories and things like that, which he w- he kind of strikes me as the kind of guy that would like to do that. Maybe so. You know, mm-hmm. go to go to 
go to touchdown clubs at his at his leisure like if we had one he'd probably come here and and do our touchdown club it'd be, mm-hmm. be nice it'd maybe. have to be for friendship though that way you can still say go tigers go t- <laughs> That was uh, that was good. Good job, Jeff. Uh, Six thirty. About all I can say in his voice, but that's all. Sometimes you need to say. Right. Uh, Six thirty-five this morning here on the morning drive. Latest uh, Associated Press top twenty-five poll is out. I told you yesterday it was out, and that Texas Tech wasn't receiving votes. Well, I was I was wrong about that. I thought it I thought it it had been out, and I just missed it. Uh, because I looked at it and I saw that the rankings were listed there. I just didn't realize that they hadn't actually put it out yet. So that was my fault. But no, no Red Raiders are the Red Raiders are not receiving votes. Okay. Okay. Not yet. Uh, Texas is. Cincinnati is. Of course, they're a future Big Twelve a member. Um, Kansas State is receiving some votes, and that's uh, that's it. Houston, this week's opponent. Uh, the Cougars are in at 25th, so it's a top 25 game this week. Nice. Okay, Cougars mm-hmm. are 1-0. Uh, they're down one after opening up at number 24. Tennessee is now in that number 24 spot. Uh, so it looks like this. Alabama 1, Georgia 2, Ohio State 3, Michigan 4, and Clemson 5. A&M is 6, then Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Baylor is 9, and USC rounds out the top 10. Oklahoma State is 11 in uh, in this week's poll. And that does it for any Big 12 schools or future Big 12 schools. Okay. I'm glad Houston stayed in. Yeah. We no. need our first top 25 win of the year. No, I think, yeah, I think, I think you're exactly right. Uh, I think you're exactly right. In the coaches poll, they're not in it. But Texas is ranked 22nd. And BYU is ranked 25th. Seems a little odd. Alabama's one, Georgia two, Ohio State three, Clemson four, Michigan is five, then A&M. Oklahoma is seventh, Baylor is eighth, Notre Dame nine, and Oklahoma State is ten. I'm excited about Baylor and BYU this weekend. It's kind of a, kind of a holy, holy, a new version of the Holy War. Yeah, I don't care about their... Their, their religious beliefs. I just think it's two decent football teams, and yeah. one and one's in the Big Twelve, and one's going to be here in the near future. So I kind of yeah. get to see what they're a yeah. little bit more about what they're all about. Not that we don't see BYU enough, but mm-hmm. to see what they're they're about against a Big Twelve team. Yeah, te- I'll definitely be rooting for them <laughs> for BYU. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Texas has a pretty big battle this week. They take on Alabama. Wasn't the game with BYU and Baylor last year really good? If I remember correctly, am I thinking about a different game? I thought they played last year and it was a good game. I'm gonna have to go back and look. Yeah, I'm, I can't I'm, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to go back and look. Silly me for bringing it up. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, I don't know if you wrote this or not, but um, it doesn't necessarily. I don't think that you you don't you just respond to the chat line, right? You don't you don't initiate chats, right, on the chat line. Sometimes. Okay. Well, did you send this in? Uh, this from the Yates Morning Center chat line. This is our first one of the day. Wish my boss would pay me not to show up anymore. I'm confused. Oh, he's talking. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about uh, the Orgeron. Orgeron. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Yeah, no, I think everybody would feel that way. Really? I I, I enjoy coming to work. Well, I mean, I enjoy work, but I also en- enjoy sleeping in and <laughs> hanging out at home and doing. How, you know, family things. Right. 
how long do you think you could hang out at home before you would be like, okay, I got to go do something? Well, couple like weeks? I have to Define stay at something. the house? Can I like go play tennis or no, I mean, am I allowed can, to go to the store? Sure. Yeah, you're allowed to do pretty much whatever. You're allowed to be a, a man of you're leisure. You're asking me right now if I could retire right now and be happy for the rest of my life? Yeah. Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and make my own schedule? Okay. You, you don't think you could? No. No? How I don't think you? I could. How about you, think... Jeff? I get button pushy after about four days. Button pushy? Mm, yeah, I'm not pushing buttons. That's <laughs> what my job is here, to push buttons. Um, Like, even on vacation, after about four days, I'm like, I should be doing something. It might get a little punchy. Oh, man, I could do it in a heartbeat. That'd be so much hiking and tennis playing. and just... Like, if I hit the billion-dollar lottery and had money was never going to be an option, yeah. I would still need something to... I would... it, it would be completely part-time. It would be on my own schedule. But, yeah, I'd, I'd need something. Yeah, I like my job. I'm not saying I don't like my job, but, man, I, to be paid to go away from it? Yeah, sure. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not, and have it make your own schedule and get to sleep in and, you know, yeah. So, That's so, me up. I don't think I could do it very long. I, could, I think, I think I, I'd get to that point, but I think I'd, I'd like to make, maybe have something to, like, today I don't think I could just walk away. Uh, Baylor and um, BYU last year it was 38-24 Bears. Bears scored 14 in the second and 14 in the third. BYU seven in the second, seven in the third, and then ten in the fourth. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it was that great of a game. Yeah, sounds like Baylor handled it pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but they were ranked nineteenth at the time BYU was, um, and uh, Abram Smith rushed for a career high, one hundred eighty-eight yards and three touchdowns. So that was a pretty. Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Today is the seventh day of September 2022. Here is Jeff McGuire. Let's look at 1923 because Boston Red Sox, Howard Meek, no hits, the Philadelphia A's, four to nothing. 1952, New York Yankees, Johnny Mize, pitch hit Grand Slam, gives the Yankees a five to one win at Washington. Also gave him a home run in all 15 major league parks. That's a way to go out on that mm -hmm. list. Mm -hmm. 1955, New York Yankee Whitey Ford becomes the fifth major league pitcher to hurl consecutive one hitters. We call that on fire. 1968, U.S. Open women's tennis. England's Virginia Wade wins the first open-era U.S. singles title, beats Billie Jean King 6'4", 6'2". 1970, Chicago White Sox use a record 41 players in a doubleheader. Goodness. Yikes. I'm going to go ahead and give you a clue. They didn't win either game. <laughs> it was, it was uh, everybody had an equal kind of uh, equal deal on it, right? Didn't miss anybody on the roster. <laughs> everybody got a chance to lose those games. Of course, those are the days when they, you know, you could bring up half your minor league basically for your, you know, roster. Well, at least forty-one of them, yes. Yeah, An extra fifteen. 
1980, Oakland A's pitch record 78 complete game of the season. Wow. I'm not sure there's been 78 complete games in Major League Baseball this year. And the A's did 78 in a season. There's no way there's been 78 complete Mm-mm. games. I wouldn't guess there's been... 30, what, 35? I was going to say, I was going to say around 30. That would be my guess. Yeah. 1986, Cleveland Browns become the first team in NFL history to have a play reviewed by instant replay. They would end up losing the Chicago Bears 41 to 31. Also in 1986, Dan Marino, Dan Marino throws his 100th career touchdown pass. He is the fastest quarterback in NFL history to do so at that time. He's been beaten a couple of times. And in 2002, Women's Tennis U.S. Open. Serena Williams wins her second U.S. title, beats Venus Venus Williams, 6-4, I don't know why all of a sudden I couldn't say Venus or Williams, but that's the way things go. It is National Beer Lovers Day. So, you know, have a beer. Happy birthday to Kevin Love, who's 34, Mark Pryor, 43, Corbin Bernstein, 68, and Tom Everett Scott. He was the drummer in that thing you do. He is uh, 48. And on this day in 1813, Chuck, you were to look at a picture, and it says, we want you for the U.S. Army. Who's pointing at you? Uncle Sam. Correct. He got his nickname today. Uh, when Samuel Wilson, a meatpacker from Troy, New York, was supplying barrels of beef to the United States Army during World, the War of 1812, Wilson stamped the barrels with U dot S dot, you know, U period S period, for the United States. But soldiers began referring it to the grub as Uncle Sam's. Local newspaper picked up the story, and Uncle Sam eventually became the widespread accepted nickname for and personification of the U.S. federal government. How about that? Uncle Sam. That is this day in sports history. All right. So looking at the 1980 Oakland A's pitching roster, I mean, it's, I mean, you're going to know some of these names, but it's not like necessarily a who's who. Mm -hmm. They would, they would finish with 94 complete games. (laughs) 94. Wow. Rick Langford had 28. Mike Norris had 24. Matt Keogh had 20. Steve McCaddy had 11. Brian Kingman had 10. Um, and then uh, Bob Lacey had one complete game. They finished with 94. I think I recognized two names. Uh, Langford, Norris, or McKee, uh, Keogh, or McCaddy. Felt like the first two. First two, Langford yeah. and who was the second one? Uh, Mike Norris. Yeah. 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 Um, Norris won 22 that year. Langford won 20, 19. Rick Langford, it seems to me he... Uh, he did not pitch in Seattle. I thought he pitched in Seattle. But he did not. I was getting him confused with the guy that had the um, thumbtack. Yeah. But it wasn't wasn't him. Um, Matt Keogh had an uncle uh, that played, in a, and I think his dad also played in, uh, in the big leagues. Um, but anyway, that's crazy. And I don't know how many uh, complete games have been so far this year. Um 
651 this morning here on the morning drive we get this uh morning my am buddies giving my brother screaming eagle a guns up he passed recently and he was looking forward towards the football season he was an avid listener of the morning show wow i'm sorry to hear that we've lost one that's from grasshopper sorry to hear that grasshopper uh this old boot guy retirement is great worked until i was 70 now 75 and it's great trying to find nothing to do of importance like listening to this show <laughs> right perfect <laughs> we are perfect for you <laughs> i would i would be dialed in chuck yeah. probably, probably to the last hour <laughs> i'm with jamie uh sign me up considering my current financial situation i'll have to work until noon on the day of my funeral <laughs> that is uh that is funny that is funny I have to work until noon on the day of my funeral i'd never heard that before i'm sure that that's probably i'm sure that's probably somewhat of a a line that he's probably used uh probably all his life uh 6:52 this morning here on the morning drive which means that your funeral sir cannot start before noon that's right you know because you got to work up until noon 1201 yeah. is the earliest that your funeral can start uh no matter the uh availability of wherever it is that you're that you're going um hey i heard something this morning on uh, two pros and a cup of joe it was casually mentioned by brady quinn but when i heard that i was like huh that's an interesting thought do you think do you think college football is america's number two sport in other words if you think about the NFL, the NFL and its popularity is 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 number one. Do you think college football is number two? Do you think college football has surpassed baseball? Well, we're definitely in the area of the country where it it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question. I mean, if you're in the South, and I know state of Texas. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but Texas is in the southern part of our right. Yeah, yeah, country, yeah. So right, you're right. In the south. And I, I just was yeah. being specific, and yeah. in the state of Texas. I mean. It, it's uh yeah i i absolutely think it has i don't even think it's close what what about um i mean i don't think it, i mean major league in the, baseball in the south yeah. no way okay no way do you think um uh, in the united but, but states like you if you go to sing? the northeast college football is not that big of a deal and even if you go to los angeles you go out west yeah and clearly go look at the ucla attendance yes, this weekend crazy yeah College sports just aren't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. More professional, mm-hmm. so I guess you have to look at that. But the region I mean, of the country you're it, in, yeah. But I, I definitely think in, I mean, anywhere across the South, from Florida to, I don't know, about Texas to, maybe even all the way to Arizona, college football is is way bigger than it is in the North. But I, I mean. I just, I just don't think. I mean, we've all known that Major League Baseball is losing its, its fan base at a high, a high rate, and uh, I just, I don't think it's gaining any ground. I think college football is becoming bigger and bigger, and so, I mean, that's, I don't, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line: A little man helping man. Twenty-seven complete games. Sandy Alcantara has four. Okay. 27. No, so we were close, Jeff. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's nuts. All right, just before 7, we'll talk Red Raider football next here this morning on the morning drive. 
recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Would you like me to stand up, spin around, and dance for the for the kids? If, if that's what moves you, <laughs> I feel if that's moved. what you're moved to do. I, f- I feel moved, but I'm not going to do out, it. Man. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. Okay. I don't want to show off my secrets. Oh, okay. <laughs> Save right. that for the lucky lady. Special times. All right, special times. Right. Mm-hmm. You uh, you got a question for us? Uh, I've got, I got lots of questions, <laughs> but I have one for you. Okay, more a question of yourself, probably. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> my question today is: mm-hmm. Will Tyler St- Shuck start another football game this season for the Texas Tech football team? That's a good question. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what to, the severity of that injury. It, it just it feels like it's a broken collarbone, um, and um, it, it feels like it's going to take a little bit more this time for it to heal. And while he may get in a game, I don't think he starts. Jeff. Yes. He has beaten out Donovan Smith twice under two different coaching staffs to be the starter on opening day. The praise that he got from the coaches about reading defenses better and knowing the offense and getting into the right plays better it was the key factor, and that will be more important as you get into tougher competition in Big 12 play. I, Well, I would agree with just about everything you just said. I think the problem is, can he recover from the injury to get himself healthy enough to be in that position? It's a great question mm-hmm. uh, that you ask. I, I I think I see both sides. I, I keep bouncing back in my mind the answer with me. I think I lean towards thinking that he will because I think the coaching staff is I'm not gonna I'm not saying they're just gonna stick him in there no matter what, but I think the coaching staff's going to feel an obligation to hey this guy was the starter Mm -hmm. he got hurt he should still get his chance and i i don't know if it's i don't think it's going to be in three weeks chuck you know we heard three to six whatever I think it's more than that i think it's much more than that yeah i I think it's six ish Mm -hmm. okay but i think he's going to get a chance um so I, I think they're going to say he was the starter and you're not supposed to lose your job because of injury. So to make that not happen, Donovan has to do things that are unexpected for this football team, in my opinion. And we also know that the stretch that Donovan is going to be given as the starting quarterback is not an easy one. Right. It is not an easy one. Right. They the, the because kind of, kind of the, the next question might be, um, will Baron Morton start a game this season? Because I'm, I'm going to go with no. Well, because here's, here's the deal. I mean, you, you now you've got 11 games left of the season plus a bowl, potentially. Mm-hmm. So that'd be 12. Can, can Donovan Smith, let's just say Shuck's not able to go, can he stay healthy for all 
all 12 of those games. Given yeah. given kind of our history and history of bad luck, I mean, you've got a really, you know, tough stretch. Every game left, maybe with the exception of one, is is difficult. Um <clears throat> won't be favored in all of them. Um I think if I think you're I think you're right. I think it'll it'll be more than three weeks. I think it'll be Oklahoma State or later, okay, before before we see him. Um and I I, I think I think if he's able to get if if he's able to get healed up, then yes, I think he'll start again. I just don't know once you've had those injuries, it just seems like it feels like it it's hard to stay healthy after that. Yeah, I mean all those things factor into your answer here as to whether or not mm. you think he will start. Yeah. I, I think it again, I think it's closer to six weeks, uh, or maybe even more, but I think he starts a game. I, I think that they have the things that they said about him, that they feel like he's better than Donovan Smith. He's that much better than Donovan Smith right now. I think they'll feel obligated or maybe, maybe obligated is too strong of a word. They'll want to yeah. give him his chance since he was the starter and he got hurt. They'll want to give him his chance. Yeah. Now, I mean, if the team's rolling, right. Cause that's that would a be different. People have asked that question. If you're, what if you're six and zero, oh, or what if you're five and yeah. one, or what if you're four yeah. and well, two? Well, look at that stretch that that Donovan's going to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, if you're three and three, he's doing a great job, in my opinion. Yeah, because you got Houston, NC State, Texas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia coming up. And if you were to, if you were to be, let's just say you're, let's just say you're four and three heading into Baylor. Um, that's a. That's a pretty. That'd be that'd be. You'd take that. Would you take that right now? Yes. Yep. Yep. I would. Yep. I would too. I would. I would too. Especially when you consider that you're you're playing at North Carolina State, at Kansas State, and at West Oklahoma State. Yep. And you have home games against Houston, Texas, and West Virginia. Yeah, I would take. I would take three and three over that stretch and four and three. Okay, so then let me ask you the next question mm-hmm. then. If he goes three and three. And you're four and three, mm-hmm. and Tyler Shuck's 100% healthy, and they say he's back in as starter. You gonna be happy with that? Depends on how, it depends on how you got to the four and three. Yeah, it, it's hard to imagine that Donovan was bad and right. you got to four and three. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I mean, the guy comes off the bench and throws two touchdown passes right away and goes 14 to 16. And you could say, well, it was against Murray State. I got it. I understand that. But he was still four, 14 of 16. It was impressive. But I, I thought Tyler was impressive yeah, when, before no, he I, went I, out, I don't too, dis- which maybe speaks to the level of I, I don't, Murray State's defense. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I also mean, don't think that Tyler would, if he puts in the, I think he does still start when he's healthy. I don't know that he's got a very long leash if you're rolling at that point. Yeah, like, that, I see that's fair, but up. again, I, I saw a, a a good quarterback on Tyler Shuck the other day, so I'm not like assuming that he's going to come back and be bad. No, no. That, yeah. but, uh, if you are rolling, I think you could still make that change, but yeah. it would be he would have to keep it rolling at that. Point. But I do feel like, I mean, I was impressed with Donovan. I mean, just just go through what that young man has been through. Okay, so so Don. I don't want to say been through like he's been through. He's recovering from cancer or anything. Tragedy, okay. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he he starts the last eight games. Mm-hmm. He's the bowl game MVP. He was mm-hmm. obviously very, very good there. 
he comes back. He loses the job, uh, and in you know looks like for all the world you would understand the kid being a little bit down about that. Sure, right, absolutely. And I'm sure he was down about it. Mm-hmm. Did you notice on the first touchdown of the game, who came off the sideline and was the first person to celebrate with Fungi? It was Donovan Smith. Okay? That says a lot about Donovan Smith. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then he gets in the game, and it's just like, and you hear the coach, Coach Kidley, say afterwards he hadn't had a first-team rep in right. a week and a half or whatever. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Since they named Shuck the starter. And he gets in the game and is just killing it. Again, Murray State, gotcha. But just killed it. I mean, that's impressive. I don't care. Yeah, right. I don't no. care what age you are. That was impressive. Mm-hmm. How dialed in he stayed. To be able to come in yep. right off the bench and go 14 and 16, throw a yep. couple touchdown passes right away. Yeah. And, and I am not suggesting that the wrong choice was made. Again, I thought Tyler looked great, too. Mm-hmm. Okay? I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Up until the last couple passes where he was inaccurate because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I thought he looked great, too. So, um, I just, uh, I'm just anxious to see what Donovan's going to do now because he looks like, for all the world, like he's got the potential to do great things. And so this next stretch of however many games Shuck is out, um, it's, you know, his opportunity to say, I know he was the starter then, but, man, I, I'm, I got this team playing really well. You know, I'm a big part of why we're winning games. And so... Uh, it's a tough task for him, though, because that is not an easy six-game stretch that we're talking about. Right. Uh, how about this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line? Mark my words, Zach will blow out Houston, meaning Zach Kitley. Okay. Wow. I was hoping you were talking about Zach Thomas coming back. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, is he, is, is he playing? Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Time for the boom, boom, boom. Here is Jamie Lent. The number six Texas Tech men's golf team heads to St. Simons Island for the season opening uh, Frederica Cup hosted <laughs> by Vanderbilt University. Is that right? St. Simons? I like it. I mean, I think it sounds awesome. It begins today. Tech's yeah. number six ranking is the second highest in school history behind the 2019-2020 team that clinched, that climbed as high as number three in the country. Red Raiders tee off for the opening round. Actually, they've already teed off an hour ago. The second round will follow at 12.30 today. Third and final round scheduled for tomorrow morning. NFL season begins tomorrow. It opens on Sunday for the Chiefs and Arizona Cardinals. They'll play each other in Phoenix. And... Uh, the head football coach of the Arizona Cardinals was asked if he knew anything about the quarterback he was getting ready to face in week number one. Of course, his name is Patrick Mahomes. He said a little bit. Yeah, he's a pretty decent player. Yeah, it'll be a little surreal going against him. It'll be fun. It'll be fun for Texas Tech people as well. But what he went on to say more than anything else, he said, I'm just really proud of the person more than anything just watching how he has grown up, the leadership qualities shown on and off the field. I mean, anytime you watch him in any of those arenas, just how socially responsible he is, how he leads, how he treats people, the stuff he does in the community with charities. He runs the gamut of what you want a sports star to be like and carrying himself. So that has been really special to watch that development. I don't know that you could pay somebody a higher compliment than something along those lines. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. No doubt about it. Chuck, I want to be an LCU soccer player. 
Fresh off their first shutout win of the year, the Lubbock Christian uh, soccer team continues their trek across the Rockies. Oh, goodness. Facing Colorado Springs for the first time since 2019. Mm -hmm. They'll... Get going tonight at 6 o'clock in Colorado Springs. Guess what the name of the field is? That's pretty cool. Mountain Lion Field. Mountain Lion Field. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, uh, I'm going to let you have the LCU uh, soccer team. Yeah, I'm like no soccer skills at all, so I couldn't be any good playing soccer. If they were headed to the beach, have, I'd be kind of all in. Jeff and I were watching soccer highlights during the commercial break, and I'm just amazed at how talented soccer players oh, are. Oh, there's no the doubt. The things I, they can I, do with the ball I agree. are just crazy to me. Because it's one thing, because like you, everybody thinks that they've got, they can do things with their hands, right? But when you can do things with your feet, I mean, that but, you can, that, that some people can't do with their hands, it's incredible. It's crazy. It is. It yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Bears. Looks like they're going to move out of Soldier Field. They released conceptual plans yesterday for a 326-acre Arlington Park property, which includes the construction of a domed stadium. They call it one of the largest development projects in Illinois state history. Uh, It'll be capable of hosting Super Bowl, college football playoff, and the Final Four. They've penned an open letter vowing to not seek public funding for direct stadium structure construction, but expressed a desire with various government agencies to secure additional funding and assistance for the remainder of the development, which would include restaurants, office spaces, hotel, fitness centers, new parks, and open spaces. Okay. Uh, this is the old uh, Arlington Heights um, track that, uh, that closed. Uh, Arlington Park. Um, it was a racetrack uh, for decades, much like where uh, SoFi is built in um, in in Inglewood. It used to be a racetrack. Oh, okay. okay. You could see it off. It's like, I mean, you could see it. You could see it from the Forum. You could see the the racetrack from the Forum there in Inglewood, and that's where they built SoFi. Is on that property. Okay. Corey Seager scored the go-ahead run on a wild pitch in the seventh. Rangers snapped a nine-game losing streak with a 4-3 win over the AL West leading Astros yesterday. That series will continue tonight, 6.30 pregame start here on Double T 97.3. If you want the Rangers broadcast, you can get the Astros broadcast on 100.7 the score after the high school fan zone. Okay, high school fan zone tonight uh, featuring coaches from Friendship and Cooper. And we'll have uh, Friendship playing Monterey on Friday night, 6.30. Uh, the broadcast time, Monterey coming off a loss to Abilene Wiley. Friendship coming off a loss to Lubbock Cooper. And coincidentally, Lubbock Cooper and Abilene Wiley will play in Abilene on Friday night. We'll have that for you on 100.7 The Score. Coronado coming off of a loss last week. They'll uh, play at Wichita Falls Ryder, and we'll have that game for you Friday on Oldies 97.7. And that is the boom, boom, boom. Uh, I don't know if he has a uh, a pot for this, but apparently uh, Brian Kelly does. <clears throat> and I, w- I will tell you that Coach McGuire, like uh, Coach Wells, um, starts his uh, media times on time so far. Good. Okay. So if they say 1230, I mean, you better be there because he's walking in at 1230. Or twelve twenty-five, okay, Coach Coach McGuire. Coach Wells was like that too. He was. I don't know that he was. I mean, I think the last. The, I think his last 
media availability was the one he was late for or later for. It got pushed back. But anyway. I think Coach Kingsbury was always on time. He was always right before. He was never hanging out, but he was always right before. Right, yeah. He, <laughs> he, was, he was pretty pretty close on time, I mean, too. He I mean, was like, he walked in and said, let's go. I, I did. Get into business. I was uh, a little. There was no chit-chat. There was no chit chat with Coach Kingsbury. Yeah. No, you're you're right. I mean he he liked to kind of get in and get out, and that you know, and that's that's understandable. He didn't want any. There was no uh, hobnobbing. The longest pregame uh, pre press <coughs> conversation we ever had was when he was criticizing Chuck for wearing flip flops. Yeah, and it was like my apparel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't w- think he criticized. I think he just, he just made commented. a comment. Yeah, he just, yeah, he just made a comment. Right. Yeah, he just made a comment. <laughs> Thanks for dressing up. I think is what he said. <laughs> but again, that might have been the longest yeah. conversation before the mm-hmm. press conference. Yeah, um, I I had my slides on Monday, and but I had a nice pair of shorts on and a double T shirt on. So I mean, I was anyway. My point to all this is that apparently a gal walked in late to Brian Kelly's press conference on Tuesday. Um, and he said, and he's now the coach at LSU, uh, those that are late need to put $10 in a pot. And apparently an LSU beat writer, her name is Leah Van, fired back, maybe if you win, I'll be on time. <laughs> you know. She, um, she later said, um, jo- Coach Kelly called me out jokingly, said I owed him $10. I said, if he won, maybe I'd be on time. Not my finest hour. I apologized afterward. He was super chill and said, I still owe him $10. So at least she apologized to him. You know, <laughs> not, not my finest hour. You know, we all make mistakes. <laughs> she had a doctor's appointment. She was running late. She got there at 11.57. Um, anyway. <laughs> and we wonder why... Coaches and athletes hate the media. Yeah, and sometimes we do it to ourselves. You know, sometimes we do. It. <laughs> Somebody says, "Didn't friendship beat Cooper last Friday night?" Yeah, if I said if I said differently, I'm I apologize. But yeah, friendship beat Cooper Friday night. Yeah, I guess my yeah, it did. Uh, not Cooper winning like Chuck said. Okay, if I said that, then I then I made it and it just I got it flipped around in my. I know that friendship beat Cooper Friday night, so I apologize if I said Cooper won. So. Nothing's changed. Not any review of the tape or anything like that. I think Cooper won the volleyball match okay. against Friendship, mm-hmm. and they definitely won the the tennis match. It was close, but okay. they won that last week too. Yeah. So uh, I guess Cooper w- could say we're we're up to one this fall, and then Friendship would say well, we won the one that really <laughs> people most people are interested in. Um. Um. This. This. Um. Friendship beat Cooper, pal. Pal. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'd probably deserve that. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of pal using around here. There have been, right. But I mean, pals. again, I, I, I just, my brain sometimes, <laughs> shockingly, well, no, it's this. My mouth speaks faster than my brain, okay? And that's not shocking. And so... My mouth says one thing and my brain's thinking another and the, the two just aren't, sometimes they're not, they're not, they're, it's a loose wire. Mm, okay. okay. It's a loose mm-hmm. wire. Sometimes it mm-hmm. gets disconnected from time to time. Yes. Friendship beat Cooper. Is- Cooper plays Abilene. Abilene, Wiley beat Monterey. Monterey plays friendship. That's what I was trying to say. 
Good. Okay. Good, good. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Look forward to hearing from you on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Many of you have weighed in now. Everybody's finally woken up. Uh, Benchmark Hotline is open, too, at 806-771-0973. We get this. I, I don't know who they're referring to, but I, since I'm the one that made the comment, I guess they're referring to me. Hey there, handsome. <laughs> FHS won by a pinky toenail. Mm. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, Opus said that was the text of the morning. Oh, might, Laura. Might be. <laughs> I think she's safely tucked away at Lubbock Cooper, although she's got her... She's got her spies over there that listen to this show. And then, did you hear what your husband said this morning? She's like, what did he say? <clears throat> well, those people over there are oh, going to be Laura. thrilled with what you said this morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said Cooper beat friendship. Yeah, right. No, they would, they would love that. Uh, <laughs> Someone said, come on, guy. <laughs> come on. Come on. Uh, this It's Wednesday, the day the work gets done. So extra sharp today. Yes. <laughs> Cooper fans were grouchy about the loss and tried to make up photos about the last play not getting in the end zone. Make up photos, okay. I, when I saw the video, I sure, I thought no way. Yeah. I thought no Me way. Me too. Me too. Um, I didn't see it live. I just heard it live mm-hmm. and then saw the video the next morning and I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. No clue. It was bang, bang. The official yeah. was right there. No though. clue. And then uh, I saw the the photos and I was like, Oh, yeah. Okay. Ball's yeah. in his hands. Foot's on the ground. He's go. not out of bounds yet. Wow. What a great job by the official. That I mean, no what a great job mm-hmm. by the official because that was, whew, that was a tough call. You got to be in and the you, right, just in the absolute perfect spot to make that call. You don't get the luxury of, uh, of replay. Right. You know, of looking at video. And, I mean, he nailed it. Kudos to him, whoever yeah. it was. Uh, Clay says this. When I showed up 10 minutes early for a date in college, the young lady was surprised. She said most dates were late. I said... There's a new sheriff in town. Okay. <laughs> so how's it go? Are you still married to her? <laughs> the Come sheriff on, get voted out of office. Uh, somebody tells me, hope you pay that much attention to your job too, Chuckles. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing <laughs> you when know, you were saying that. I, I, I drift from time to time, just like the rest of us. You know? You ever drift with your job? <laughs> Do uh, I ever drift in my yeah, job? You drift during the day from your job? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I drift. I, drift from, I drift from the day. Uh, this uh, wasn't that catch caught by Coach Stone's son. Heck of a grab. That from Guns Up Gal. Wasn't the only ball he caught that night. Four touchdowns in the game clinching interception as well. I mean, he's, he's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this one's interesting. What's that? Chuck, don't take friendship Super Bowl victory away from them. <laughs> right. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man, we got a little bitter Cooper fan going right. on there because, you know, when Cooper beats friendship, yeah. it's not a big deal to them. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Come on, guy. Come on. You're better than that. Uh, this, ch- uh, this uh, I was on the field for uh, Cooper. Friendship was a great catch and great call. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's a great game, great game all around. R- yeah. Really good football game, but man, I can't, I can't say enough about that official that that got it right. He did a fantastic job. Chuck, you promised a spin move. It's my son's birthday. Can we get one? I <laughs> got my solid, I saw a gold dance move. You know, could you do a spin move with a basketball in your hand? 
Yeah, I think it could. I think it could. Like, like a legitimate one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, young phenom and I played, we had, he made up this game of, uh, of dribbling, he had like a line and you, you had to get across it and then get past this other line. And that's how you got a point. And he could, he didn't beat me, you know, okay. he, he, but he, I, you know, it's so your took, ball handling skills were really good. My, I'm, I'm a good ball handler. I just okay. can't run. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I use well, that's my, no different than Luka Doncic. So I I mean, use, you could still be a star. At the I NBA. use my elbow. So and he's like, "Hey, I'm like, well, well, hey, that's fair. part of the deal, that's man. Part of the deal. Toughen up. You need to be that's physical. Right. This right. is a contact sport. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> his little brother's uh, a natural athlete. I mean, he put a football in his hand the other day, and he started patting it on the side. And the kid's two and a half years old. <laughs> it's like. You got this down, man. <laughs> because he was padding a football. Well, he was—he had it in his hand like like a quarterback does, and he just tapped it a couple of times, and then he threw it he's to me. He's got the look, yeah. He's, like got, he the was, look. He's got his timing. Was it 50 yards on a dart? No. Uh-huh. He was waiting for the receiver to clear the secondary. Yeah, I mean, that's right. why he was tapping. Yeah. He, yeah. he didn't panic and yeah. throw it early into double coverage. He waited right. for the receiver to clear and threw him open. Yeah. The most right. impressive thing is when we were in the pool with his baseball bat, you know, his pool bat. And he's he had, he's standing on the steps, and he had the one to, that could, would have gotten out of Yosemite. Well, no, no, it's a it's a it's you know it's something you can play. It's a true baseball bat. I mean, it's it's one you can play with in the pool. And he put that bat back and put it on his shoulder, and he was ready to hit it. And he had a good stance. It's good. He had a real good That's stance, good. but he didn't make contact. No, he did. Okay, he he can't he hit it out of Yosemite. No, he did not hit it out of Yosemite. Okay. Uh, this friendship has won three Super Bowls in a row. Oh. Wow, how about that? Uh, I I mean, it's a great rivalry, okay? It is. But, I mean, at the same time, they're not district foes, so they they both have games that mean mean more to to both of them that, you know, decide whether they get in the playoffs or not. But it's a great rivalry. I mean, to act like neither team or that one side or the other doesn't care, that's that's a little silly. That's false. That's a little silly. Uh, Paul says this. Good morning, fellas. Any scenario where Tech gets into the top 25 after beating Houston? Jeff? (laughs) Have to wait to find out on Friday with both statements. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. That's certainly a a possibility. Anyway, those uh, coaches will be on high school fan zone tonight from uh, 7 until 8 o'clock. On 100.7, the score tomorrow night, Red Raider football with Joey McGuire. That's at 6 o'clock, and uh, Coach McGuire will talk about probably a little bit about what took place against Murray State and a lot about what's going to take place against Houston on Saturday. Mm -hmm. We'll get some uh, comments from Tim DeRuiter and uh, Zach Kitley here in just a moment, about uh, 8.15 or so, as um, Coach DeRuiter is the defensive coordinator and uh, Coach Kitley is the offensive coordinator, obviously. Uh, I did ask, remember I kind of floated this the other day, or maybe I floated it on game day when I was t- telling you eight of the ten coaches of the assistants are upstairs, or excuse me, on the field, as opposed to upstairs in the press box. Looking down, I thought, and I made the comment of, I wonder how unusual that is, that number. Turns out it's 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 in line maybe with what other coaches at Texas Tech have done. Okay. So it's not <clears throat> not highly unusual, and I was also told that there may be a point in time where Coach DeRuiter goes upstairs. Okay. Right. So, um, you know, of course you can have analysts and, 
you know, GAs and whatnot up there to be on the on the headsets down to the coaches. But I thought eight out of ten was a high number, and it may be slightly high, but it's not abnormally high. It just it seemed like well, that seems like a big number, but I don't think in, in retrospect it's not as maybe big as I thought it was. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T nine seven three dot com.